morning. It's been another night of green and gold domination in the pool at Birmingham, our swimming medal hall, the envy of the Commonwealth. Some of our biggest names were out in full force and make no mistake, they were all hungry for gold. Commonwealth Games reporter Hugh Whitfield was there. Five gold medals for the Aussies here in the Birmingham pool tonight and it all started with Kyle Chalmers. After days of coverage about alleged team dynamics and threats by the Aussie to quit swimming, he made clear he wanted to silence his critics. The Chalmers story, it keeps getting bigger and better. There's the gold medal for Kyle. Unfortunately, I think it's hard to enjoy the moment when all that's happened has gone on. I hope this is a learning point for everyone and no one else has to go through what I've had to go through the last couple of days. Um, it's been very challenging. Kayleigh McEwen claimed gold and silver in two races in just 40 minutes, kicking off her night with a win in the 200 metres backstroke. The 100-200 double at the Olympics and she doubles up at the Commonwealth Games. Games record. Before pushing her Canadian rival all the way from lane one in the 200 metres. The Canadian maybe just in front now. Brilliant swim from McEwen, but it's Summer McIntosh who gets the gold. Emma McKeon now has 12 Commonwealth gold medals, but only just. It's tied. Does Emma get the touch? Yes, she does. She does it again. A dozen for Emma. Winning the 50 metres butterfly, Holly Barrett shared the silver with South African Erin Gallagher after finishing in a dead heat for second. Gold two for Paris swimmer Matthew Levy, capping off a 20-year Games career. Before the Aussie man in the 4x200 metres relay, anchored by Mac Horton, stormed home for gold. Holding on is Mac Horton, Australia in the 4x2, we win it again, four in a row and they break their own games record. An inspiring win to cap off a night dominated by the Aussies. Our swimmers may be all over the headlines, but there were plenty of Aussies on the hunt for medals outside the pool. After an agonising past two days, one of our cycling hopes wasn't prepared to let another gold slip by. From heartbreak to glory for Matt Glater. But he's going to get to the line with another gold medal. Going under the magic minute mark to defend his gold in the 1,000 metre time trial. Fellow Aussie Tom Cornish left in tears relegated to silver. Glatzer bouncing back from a horror crash and having bronze ripped from his hands in the past two days. Just a credit to show that no matter what happens you can always go again. Compatriot Matthew Richardson could barely stay on his feet after the trial. For the third straight day the velodrome saw another terrifying moment. Straight into the ribcage and over the top. Ouch. In the gymnastics, it's back-to-back -back for Georgia Godwin, following yesterday's all-round gold with another on the vault. A silver in the uneven bars as well, the icing on the cake. I only came out here wanting to have fun and, yeah, I'm taking home a bit more baggage. Heartache in the weightlifting. Kyle Bruce thought he had the 81-kilogram gold around his neck. His record lift given the green light. On review, the judges changed their minds, relegating him to silver. Devastation for the Sydney Cider, who wears his late father's compression top every time he competes. Coming away with the silvers, not going to lie, quite disappointing. I just wear his shirt because Suey's always there with me. This, this one's been, this one's been. Sarah Cochran also bringing home weightlifting silver in the women's 64 kilogram.
in the lawn bowls, gold in the singles. She's running through, she's running through, it's Australia's gold. The youngest member of the Australian squad, Ellen Ryan, now a proud Commonwealth Games gold medalist. I'm still speechless, so I'm so happy, yeah. Dream come true. <laughs> Almost one of the great comebacks of our men's triples. Down 12-1 in the gold medal match against England, they miraculously tied it up at 12-all before going down 14-12. Tinker Easton's judo gold medal hopes were hanging by a thread in the final. In golden point, she pulled out the clutch move. Oh, she's done it. Absolutely stole that. Our first judo gold since Manchester 20 years ago. In Birmingham, Mark Beretta, 7 News. So after four days of action at Birmingham, here's how the medal tally stands. Australia continues to lead the charge, storming to a haul of 31 gold for a total 71 medals. England is second with 21 gold and New Zealand rounds out the top three. It's another nervous day for mortgage holders with the Reserve Bank expected to hike interest rates again when the board meets this afternoon. Live to political reporter Rob Scott in Canberra. Rob, good morning. How big is today's rate rise expected to be? Well, and most economists are predicting the rise will be around uh, 0.5 of a percent, which will take the official cash rate to 1.85 percent. So what that means for the average mortgage holder on a $500,000 loan is that they can expect their monthly repayments to increase by $140. For those with a $750,000 loan, their payments would go up by $211. So they are significant increases, but this will not be the worst of it. The RBA is predicting, uh, predicted to continue hiking rates until they hit 3% to help bring down inflation. The Treasurer, though, wouldn't be drawn on growing calls for RBA Governor Philip Lowe to resign after he said he didn't expect rates to increase until the end of 2024. But Jim Chalmers is now calling on the banks to do the right thing and pass on the interest rate increases to savers. Savers have been the principal victims of interest rates when they were incredibly low and they should be the beneficiaries of rising interest rates. You know, there needs to be some positives out of this and for savers, uh, they need and deserve uh, higher interest rates on their savings. And we've just had our first inside look at the much depleted coalition party room. Scott Morrison watching on from the sidelines as new leader Peter Dutton addressed his troops, wasting no time going after the government's economic credentials. It's clear to all of us that Labor doesn't know which levers to pull on the economy and that they are going to make a bad situation worse. And our job, our job has always been to clean up Labor's mess, whether it's in opposition or in government. Mr Dutton promising they will be a positive opposition and put forward a strong agenda. And Rob Scott in Canberra. Thanks a lot, Rob. An 18-year-old woman is fighting for life after a motorbike crash in Melbourne's southeast. The bike moved across lanes on the South Gippsland Highway in Turadon last night before colliding with a car. For some reason, the bike has come out into the left-hand lane uh, and into the path of motor, motor car. The 16-year-old rider sustained non-life-threatening injuries, but his 18-year-old passenger is in a critical condition. There's an unfolding fire emergency on the central coast of New South Wales this morning. A tyre factory is alight at Summersby. At least one person is being treated for burns and smoke inhalation. Firefighters are trying to prevent the flames from spreading to adjoining factory units. Nearby residents are advised to stay indoors and keep their windows closed. 
After a manhunt spanning several presidential terms, the United States has taken up the leader of al-Qaeda in a drone strike. Live to US Bureau Chief Ash Mullaney. Ash, good morning. This was one of America's top military targets. Bozan, good morning. The president made this announcement from the White House this afternoon, confirming that the al-Qaeda leader had been taken out in a precision strike uh, over the weekend in Afghanistan. Using two Hellfire missiles, uh, the U.S. took out Ayman al-Zawari at dawn on the balcony of a safe house in Kabul. The mission, it took six months to plan, but al-Zawari has been on the FBI's most wanted list for more than 25 years, with the $25 million reward for his capture. Now, justice has been delivered, and this terrorist leader is no more. No matter how long it takes, no matter where you hide, if you are a threat to our people, the United States will find you and take you out. The president gave the approval to kill al-Zawari. He was the mastermind of the bombing of USS Cole, which killed 17 sailors and helped plan the 9-11 attacks. It would have been a complicated operation given America's withdrawal from Afghanistan almost a year ago. Biden made it clear at the time the US would continue operations without boots on the ground. Uh, Biden, of course, was vice president when Osama bin Laden was killed 11 years ago uh, in a US operation. This time, unlikely that he was watching on from the Situation Room uh, because he is still testing positive for COVID and in isolation. Now, a spokesperson for the Taliban has confirmed the airstrike too. In a statement, they've said that such actions are a repetition of the failed experiences of the past 20 years and are against the interests of the United States of America, Afghanistan and the region. This seen as a significant victory for the Biden White House tonight, Anne. Ash Mullaney with the letters from the US. Thank you very much, Ash. Embattled New South Wales Trade Minister Stuart Ayres admits his own job is on the line over the John Barillaro job saga. Speaking this morning, he conceded he should have discouraged the former Deputy Premier from applying for the New York job. It was probably not in his best interests or the state's best interests to apply. Mr Ayres maintains he always acts in the best interests of New South Wales.